Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear.
happy birthday to the church. Now, unfortunately, Hallmark doesn't have a big greeting section for Pentecost with red on top like they do pink for Mother's Day or blue for Father's Day. It's not really a secular holiday, but it's a big one for us in the church, and maybe we can make it something and we preserve for them. But it's a big celebration, and we're so glad that you are here. You do look fabulous in your red. Bonus points for the red mask. Sophia not only has red shoes like I do, but she's got red toenail polish, so the spirit is surely upon you. <laughs> Today we do remember that gift of the Holy Spirit that was given to the earliest disciples, but not only that story, how it now lives here among us and enlivens our lives and carries us into the future. And what a gift it is, friends, to be in the same space as we celebrate the birth of the church. It's been a great tragedy that we haven't been able to worship in the same space for so long. Last Pentecost, we were separated physically. And so what a gift on this Pentecost, this birthday of the church to be together. It makes it feel that much sweeter than Pentecost in the past to know we are worshiping with one another. If you remember last week, we commemorated the ascension of Jesus after the resurrection when he goes up to heaven to be with the Father. And as Jesus goes up, he blesses the disciples and instructed them to wait in the city for the gift that would be coming to them. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, then we'll know what to do. So these disciples spent their time in Jerusalem constantly worshiping God, waiting and watching for the gift that Jesus promised. Their waiting coincides with the festival of Pentecost, which celebrates the giving of the law on Mount Sinai, that covenant between so people are there from everywhere in Jerusalem, some who already lived there, others who walked for days or rode their tired horses, some even came by boat. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is there. Men and women, young and old, slave and free, from every country. So these people from every corner are gathered in Jerusalem, outside in the city for this great festival. But those disciples, they remained inside, huddled up together, all in the same they become a bit distracted by all that noise outside, but still, they continue to worship, trying to focus on God instead of all these noisy people. And just when they're trying to be their most quiet, their most worshipful, suddenly there comes from heaven a rush like a violent wind, filling the entire house. Their hair blows back, their tunics flow behind them. I imagine that the windows started popping out of the room. One minute, everything was and then all of a sudden, they watch everything around them feels like chaos. And then, and then fire comes upon them like tongues. They're stunned, they're in awe, probably a bit scared of what's happening as they watch this fire come down upon them. But it doesn't burn them up. Instead, they are filled up with the Holy Spirit. But wait, <laughs> there's still more. The disciples are being filled up with fire, caught up in that wind of the Spirit. Something even wilder happens. Out of their mouths come these languages that they don't know. It's not only that it's not their native language, but they have never spoken them before. And they are all Galileans. So not only do they speak the same language, Aramaic, they even speak it with the same accent. And then all of those who have gathered for the festival, streaming into Jerusalem from all over, start to take notice of what's going on in that house. Now, 
not only do they see some wind and some fire, but now they're hearing words in their own languages, beautiful words about God and God's power. They hear it proclaimed in their native tongue. They hear, they understand. They too are now given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Nobody can believe what's happening. Somebody needs a rational explanation and shouts out, they've just got to be drunk. That's what's going on here. They've been hanging around the beer stand at the festival too long. This can't be the Spirit of God at work. But the Spirit is anything but rational. The Holy Spirit is wild and unpredictable, powerful, causing the disciples who are in a posture of worship one moment to appear drunk the next. But the thing about the Holy Spirit Irrational as it may seem, as it always blows, always blows in the direction of God. Pentecost changed everything for the church. We call it the birthday of the church because it's the event that empowered those earliest disciples to spread that good news to all people, not just to keep it to themselves, but really to spread it. This is the story of Pentecost, of wind, of flames, of breath, of multiple languages, the fire of God empowering everybody, and I mean everybody, to live out that good news of radical and uncontrollable and wild love that blows in the direction of God. And the great news for us is that Pentecost isn't just a one-time event. Biblically and in the history of the church and the history of this church, there are numerous occasions when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and changes everything. It can be wild and forceful and unpredictable, but always blowing towards love, blowing towards God. After all, in the church, the Holy Spirit blew through like a mighty wind. The gospel was now for and with all people. And as the church continues to live into our mission today and into the future, it can best live into that mission with multiple voices present. When the gospel was given to all people, Peter says this from the prophet Joel. God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. The spirit empowers each one of us, speaks to every single one of us. And tells us to keep telling that truth, that truth that we are hearing, to keep dreaming, to keep seeing visions in God's name, and to share it for the sake of the gospel. And if this past year has taught us anything, it has taught us many, many things, it is that we need each other, that we are stronger together. And I don't need to tell you how much division and discord is in our wider country and society. Sadly, the church is not immune. There is discord right now in the United Methodist Church. As individuals, as Christians, as a church community, we have a choice. We can only listen to the voices who sound like us, to the people who look like us. We can only dare to speak when we know we've got a demon corner who will agree with us. Or, or, we can take our inspiration from the founding story of the church that paints a much different, more challenging, but much more beautiful picture of community. Because this is a community that is birthed out of diversity. This is a community
Spirit in it, and the Spirit could have just had everybody hear that one language, so that everybody's speaking and hearing one language, but instead, what the Holy Spirit does is say, my gospel is going to be spoken and heard in multiple languages and cultures, so that then can be spread in their own cultures and languages to where people are. It honors the diversity that was there among them. Debbie Thomas, who's a biblical scholar and preacher, points out that Pentecost requires surrender and humility on both sides for everybody that was there. She says those who spoke had to brave languages beyond their comfort zones. They had to risk vulnerability in the face of difference and do so with no guarantee of welcome. They had to trust that no matter how awkward or inadequate or silly they felt, those words bubbling up inside them, new words, Strange words, scary words, were nevertheless essential words. Words precisely ordained for the time and the place they occupied. Meanwhile, the crowd who listened, they had to endure risk too. They had to suspend disbelief, drop their cherished defenses, and opt for curiosity and wonder instead of fear and contempt. They had to widen their circles, welcome strangers with accents into their midst. The bottom line is something happens, right? Something happens when we speak each other's languages. We experience the limits of our own words and perspectives. We learn curiosity. And we discover that God's dreams are not limited to a single language or tongue or experience of what it means to be human. My hope and my prayer is we come out of the pandemic back into embodied relationship with each other. If we don't simply return to the way things used to be, that we only talk to people who are just like us, think like us, look like us, live near us. Or alternately, that we decide our conversations should just stay at the surface level, polite, but never going too deep. My hope is that after a year when it's been easy and tempting to live into our own silos of beliefs and opinions and experiences, we all do it, that we commit to enter back into community again, trusting that the Spirit is upon us, and trusting the Spirit to help us listen deeply to others, to speak vulnerably in new languages, and trust that in the midst of that, God will fall afresh on us and do a new thing. We'll hover over what feels like chaos in our world, make a way out of no way. We're not the church friends if we are not in bold, impassioned, diverse, open, spirit-filled community with each other. Because this is the story of Pentecost, a story of wind, of flames, of breath, of multiple languages, of the fire of God empowering everybody, and I mean everybody, to live out that good news of radical, uncontrollable, and wild, wild love together, always blowing us in the direction of God's kingdom. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.